This episode of the People of PCPS is brought to you through the generous support of Joe Fisher's office at Mid-State Educators Insurance. For more information, visit insurepolk.com. Welcome to the People of PCPS, a Polk County Public Schools podcast. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of teachers, paraeducators, support staff, students, volunteers, alumni, and all the people who contribute to Polk County Public Schools. Whether they're working in the school district, learning in our classrooms, or using their education to improve our community, the people are what make Polk County Public Schools great. Let's get to know our colleagues, our students, our neighbors, and our friends, the people of PCPS. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Pleasant, Senior Director of Communications at Polk County Public Schools, and welcome to the People of PCPS podcast. This is a special time that we've created just to get to know the people of our organization, to learn more about them, to better understand why they want to be a part of PCPS and what it is that they try to contribute to our district. And I'm very excited to have with me today Tyler Campbell. Um, I've admired Tyler from afar for, for quite some time because I think he's a real asset to his school and to our our district as a whole. And so thank you, Tyler, for coming and talking to yeah, me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tyler is an ELA teacher, English language arts teacher at Lakeland High School, and you're also very um, active at the neighboring school, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler is an alum, class of 20, 2009, Lakeland High School, and um, he's decided he d- decided to come back and give back to the system that mm-hmm. raised him. So thank you again, Tyler. Tyler, we talked about um, the other day, you and I were doing a pre-interview for this show, and you kind of told me about your circuitous route to the classroom and yep. how you decided that's where you wanted to spend your, your life. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, well, I went through Harrison, um, very intensive program, obviously arts focused. Of course, plenty of Harrison grads go on to do a number of different things post-graduation. Um, when I went to USF as an undergrad, I was really quite undecided as to what I wanted to do. Um, I, I feel like I'm a natural kind of learner, a sponge for information. So there were a number of different paths that I thought I could pursue. So I just took some gen ed classes trying to figure out, you know, um, what sparked something for me. Um, but interestingly, there was there always seemed to be an education class in the mix and an English class. So very quickly, I kind of realized, OK, this is probably the track. Um, and what really solidified that for me, there was an intro to education class, which um, even non people who end up not going into teaching can take uh, to fulfill some requirements. And the professor started talking about a teacher's heart, wanting to see students succeed, wanted, wanting to provide that educational experience and to um, just really see them grow. And I thought, well, she's kind of talking to me. Um, and that was the moment I thought, okay, this is definitely what I should be pursuing. Well, what do you mean she was talking to you? What did you feel as that professor told was talking about the teacher's heart? And what, what, what was the, what did it spark inside you? Just sure. Um, well, you know, obviously this is a lecture hall of a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it really, it was almost like she was speaking to me directly. You know, she's doing this kind of thing across the room. Um, but it, there was kind of a warmth inside, um, kind of that nudging, um, that imperceptible nudging that um, this is something that you need to be a part of. This is something you need to involve yourself in. Neat. So you graduate from UC, USF in what year? Uh, 2012. And... 
came right back to Lakeland High School, right? Uh, uh, I did graduate in December, so there okay. was a semester that I spent at uh, Victory Christian okay. um, doing essentially whatever I could do to help them. There was some chemistry involved where I almost um, <laughs> burnt down the building, but that's a story for another time. Um, but it was in the fall of 2013 that I came back to uh, Mulberry Middle School at first. Oh, okay, Mulberry Middle. And then, you, so you did a couple years at Mulberry Middle, mm-hmm. and then... Was your plan all along to return to your alma mater? Or I, think, was that just- I think so. Um, lots of the education assignments at USF, they have you kind of predict or foretell where you will be and write things in that manner. Um, and most of the assignments were focused with Lakeland in mind. Um, the fact that it took you a bit of time to decide that you were going to become an educator Mm -hmm. is interesting considering how deep your family's roots in education run. Can Mm -hmm. you just tell us sort of the many connections, give us an idea of the family (laughs) tree that is also Polk County Public Schools? Uh, So both my parents are principals, they're administrators um, at Pinewood and Westwood in Winter Haven and Eagle Lake. Um, My uncle helps run the juvenile detention center. Mike Butler, and my aunt is the principal at Spessard Holland. Okay. So I guess um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is what, when you have so many connections to the school district, when you're a product of it, when so much of your family works in the system, how does how do you think that changes your your experience and, and maybe even the experience of your, your students, if, if so? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gives you a different perspective, uh, an insider's perspective almost. You're getting multiple viewpoints of what's happening in the system. Um, Especially growing up, that was the case. I always felt like I was kind of in the know. Mm -hmm. Uh, As as a teacher now, uh, I think it gives you a distinct perspective in that you've gone through it as a student yourself. And, of course, it changes rapidly sometimes. but you, you have a feel for the community. You have a feel for the way in which the whole system kind of works. So you're not starting from square one. Um, I've, I'm really intrigued by that. You A lot of people want to get out of high school and they never want to go back to their high schools. Why did you want to work in your high school mm-hmm. and contribute to that place? It, it really is quite a culture for learning that is established at Lakeland and Harrison, you know, the two working in tandem. Um, I felt like when I went to USF, I was so well prepared academically mm-hmm. that um, I thought if, if that's something that I can help another student with so that they can go and also feel that same sense of preparation and ease walking into what is a much more difficult situation than high school, mm-hmm. um, then how rewarding that would be. Who was the most influential teacher you had when you were a student? That was an easy one. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Allen Cleveland. I had him for 10th and 11th grade English, um, and Mr. Cleveland has since retired, but he has a long legacy at Lakeland High School of uh, just fans, I would say, student fans. Well, why was he so impactful? I think it was the way he approached the literature, um, always finding the deeper meaning and all at the same time always connecting it to something that spoke to us as teenagers. Uh, and also just his personality, his wit, his sometimes sarcasm. Uh, you you never knew just he, which jab he would come back with. And they were always funny and they were always meant in good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just made for a really positive environment. Um, so you, part of the reason I wanted you to be on the show is because you have, you do so much beyond what 
my understanding is that you sort of as part of your day to day job mm-hmm. as far as working with the um, the with Harrison and, and providing some really neat performance opportunities to students. Mm-hmm. Just in the last couple of years, you've been involved in the creation of two original musicals, which have given students, I mean, one of a kind learning and performance Absolutely. opportunities. So can you just walk us through what you've contributed to on the Harrison side of your work? Sure. Um, Typically with Harrison, and this is in any given year, um, I will accompany students for so on ensemble. I will be involved in one of the two annual or biannual musicals, uh, whether that's just playing in the pit, conducting, music directing the singers. Uh, the two events that you're mentioning, uh, one was in 2017, I believe, and then one was just recently a few months ago. Uh, the first was Dr. Ward, who was principal at the time, was approached by the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce to provide entertainment for their annual kind of get-together, their annual awards function. And he had uh, that particular year, the idea was to honor the philanthropic legacy of George Jenkins, Publix founder. And he had the idea, well, we have a 30-minute slot here. What if we wrote a little mini musical Mm. that kind of showcased some of the the tenets, if you will, some of the main philosophies of Mr. Jenkins in song? And we were kind of stabbing in the dark with that one. Um, it was very much free form. Uh, creating a musical from scratch is a difficult process. It's much easier to reference what someone else has already done and come up with something new based off of that. Uh, but that was really, really well received. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good exercise for me, good stretch mm-hmm. in, my, in my creativity. More recently, um, you know, we were quarantined for a good couple months. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people were looking for any number of things to occupy their time. And I thought, well, it's been a while since I've written, probably since When You Dream. Um, And I happen to have just read or been reading a novel, Winesburg, Ohio. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, it's a novel that I studied with Alan Cleveland as a junior. Very full circle. And the, the book is set up in a series of kind of short stories. And each one focuses on these very unusual characters in this small town. And I, I finished one of them and I thought, you know, that that in itself would make a really cool song, just mm-hmm. this person's story. Mm-hmm. A couple chapters later, the same thing. And that a pattern kind of established itself. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll try my hand at this. So fast forward a few months and it becomes something much larger than I ever anticipated it to be. We're producing it. Um, we're getting students involved at Harrison and because of the circumstances of the pandemic, we had to make it a virtual production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could not have people in the seats, people performing together. So the whole thing was filmed and taped and edited in such a way uh, that we were able to share it with a much larger crowd than we might have been able to otherwise. You did it at the Silver Moon, Silver Moon Drive-In. Right. It, it premiered at the Silver Moon Drive-In, which mm-hmm. was also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had not been to the drive-in myself until maybe a month or two before that, but when the plan kind of fell in place that that's where it was going to be, we thought, well, we better go and see what this is about, what it looks like, how it works. Yeah. Um, and we were so pleased with the turnout. Yeah. Uh, they had to move us to the larger parking lot that's because so we cool. sold so many tickets. That's so cool. I just I think you're so fascinating because you are you're this was a new venture for you to write. And so you're kind of. You're still a student of the mm-hmm. arts Absolutely. in a way at Harrison, even though you're now a teacher. And so I guess, can you just elaborate on on that and what that adds to your teaching experience that you're able to take on these creative pursuits and then mm-hmm. 
put them into action for students? Sure. Um, well, let me talk about the English side first. Sure. Um, I'm a firm believer that the more interdisciplinary we can make things, the more advantage that provides to students. So infusing the arts into my English curriculum is something that's kind of commonplace, kind of automatic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if they could express the same thing visually as they might in writing, then I try to provide those opportunities, especially, you know, kids learn different ways. Um, as far as the continuation of learning in the arts, um, the students are always coming to us with new material, new ideas. And I think it forces the teachers to be flexible, to be willing to try new things, even if they don't work out, to at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and to examine poss- other possible avenues uh, that might work. How do you, how is the relationship with students different when they're performing a work that you pen that you that you created? The, what does that? How does that change the dynamic? Yep. Um, as as a writer, I've I made peace early on with the idea that whatever came from my pen might not be the final product. Mm-hmm. As as you work with scenes and songs and this kind of thing, especially when you put a specific performer on it, they're going to add their own interpretation. Um, And you try to allow that room to do that um, because it's still a work in progress. It's not any, even the best compositions are always evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it gets that other perspective. Whereas, you know, I've, I've been in my house just composing, composing, composing something in my head and then to hear someone bring it back mm-hmm. really adds another layer. Can you remember something specifically that your your students or a student taught you during the course of Weinsberg or um, mm-hmm. the the original the first musical about Publix? Uh, the first musical, especially mm-hmm. since we were creating everything from scratch, including choreography, we didn't really have to deal with that mm-hmm. uh, with the virtual production. But with when you dream. Um, the students would come in, they would say, what if instead of the voice leading this way, it did this instead? And it honestly, a lot of times it was better than what I had written in the first place. Mm. Or um, in that case, again, the students were as much responsible for choreography as were the teachers. Mm-hmm. They, they would come in with ideas. You know, we would give them, let's say, shopping bags. And we would say, okay, we need four counts of eight, something with the bags, Go see what you can come up with. And they would come back and we'd be like, wow, (laughs) great. Let's keep it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've had these unique experiences to interact with your students and to to create original work and get to see see them bring it to life and learn from them. How is Tyler Campbell, the teacher, different, better than today than you were when you started a few years ago as a teacher? Um, You know, when when you exit the college program and you're fresh, Mm-hmm. All, all that theories in your mind, all those methods and things. And I think there's a tendency to maybe say, well, this has to be right. Surely I know best. And today I am far more willing to admit I, that I am sometimes wrong, that I don't know best, that there might be a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just that malleability, that adaptability, mm-hmm. I think is absolutely pivotal to the job. When you were at Harrison as a student, what was your... Did you play an instrument? Did I was you... in the piano department. Okay. Um, I was an honorary member, let's say, of many other departments, okay. but primarily piano. And did you had no aspirations of doing that for your... I, I love playing piano. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I question whether or not if it was a full-time thing, if I would enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of an escape sometimes Yeah. from, from the, the hecticness of every day, just to sit down and lose yourself in it for a while. So you studied piano mm-hmm. and you went to a, an arts school mm-hmm. and then you ended up doing not is uh, you're still involved in the arts but your you know your your profession is not necessarily just about the arts mm-hmm. how did how did that we talked about this the other day how does arts education even if you're even if your students go on to become business people or scientists or or healthcare workers or whatever they might be how does having a background in the arts how do you see it benefit them mm-hmm. um, first and foremost I think the arts encourage us to take other people's perspectives and to try to have empathy for those other outlooks on life um, you know whether that's theater dance uh, when, when someone brings themselves to a piece of art they're giving you an insight into them personally uh, and I, I just think communication wise that's so important uh, to be able to take that alternate perspective, to go outside of ourselves. Beyond that, um, the arts teach a lot of soft skills, time management, prioritization, uh, the ability to work with others and collaborate, especially if you're in an ensemble of 60, 70 performers. Yes, you have to be on your game, but you also have to work in tandem with those mm-hmm. around you. Um, and those are transferable to any number of disciplines and professions, Um uh, so I, I think those are the two big ones. We talked about how you've changed as a teacher. How, can you, without giving away a name or any identifying information, can you just tell us a story about a student or two that you've seen through the course of their arts education there at Lakeland and Harrison, um, how they've grown and changed and mm-hmm. are better able to take on the world? Sure. Um, there, there's one that comes to mind in particular. When she was a freshman, it was hard to get five words out of her. Mm-hmm. Um very happy to be there, would participate and do anything that you asked, um, but not one to draw attention, mm-hmm. let's say. So fast forward a couple years now, she's now a senior. Um, she is in the national competition for, uh, she's in a national singing competition. Wow. Put, putting herself out there, bold choices, um, acting up a storm. And it, it's just stunning to watch people come out of their shells, kind of like a clam, finding the pearl inside. Um, and hers is just one example of many mm-hmm. of those kind of tracks that happen. And what does that mean to you as a teacher? Well, I, hmm. it's wonderful to see them discover themselves, mm-hmm. so, some truer, more realized form of themselves. If, if nothing else as a teacher, um, if we can help students find themselves, be who they truly are, I, that might supersede any academic performance, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you what your favorite thing is about your job, but you may have already answered it. Is there so. anything beyond what we just talked about that you just makes you say, I love going to work every day? It's, it's the interactions with kids. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, especially as an English teacher, sometimes the content can get kind of dry. Mm-hmm. And we, tr- we try to offset that as best we can with activities and extensions and this sort of thing. But when that light bulb goes off and they're really connected to a piece of literature that was written hundreds of years ago, when they're seeing the continued contemporary relevance of it, that that's so much uh, why I think I do what I do. 
And not to belabor this point, but one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is, you know, I do envision, I, I think of you as somebody who could go and do many things. You you know, you're writing musicals. You could go off to New York and, and make a, a n- another career on Broadway if you wanted to. Why do you, why, why do you stay here at Polk County Public Schools? Why is this where you want to invest yourself and your talents and your... I feel really drawn to give back to the community that gave so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just I, I can't begin to count the number of individuals that somewhere along the way invested time and energy into me um, in completely unique ways. But the conglomeration of that, if I can be kind of one cog in that system for someone else um, and can kind of perpetuate that chain. Mm-hmm. We ask everybody the same question at the end of this podcast. What is it that you give to Polk County Public Schools that only Tyler Campbell can? What is the unique thing that you contribute? Um, probably the experience of having gone through uh, through it myself, mm-hmm. that, that homegrown insight. Yeah. And um, I might also add seeing everything is connected. Um, whether that's community, different classes on campus, different schools, um, the, the more connection I think I find and try to share with others, um, can only benefit our system as a whole. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's really been a pleasure to get to know you more and to share with everyone what you give to our system. So thank you. Thank you. Did you change careers to become a teacher, para, or bus driver? Do you remember the moment when you knew a career in education was right for you? Are you a PCPS alumnus who remembers the teacher who made you believe you were capable of great things? Are you a student who is already putting your K-12 education to work in our community? We all have a story to tell, and those stories are part of what makes PCPS great. Tell us yours. To be a guest or to nominate someone you know to be featured on The People of PCPS, Fill out the form posted online at polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the People of PCPS podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the People of PCPS and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, visit polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts. This episode of The People of PCPS is brought to you through the generous support of Joe Fisher's office at Midstate Educators Insurance. For more information, visit insurepolk.com. Welcome to The People of PCPS, a Polk County Public Schools podcast. This podcast is dedicated to telling the stories of teachers, paraeducators, support staff, students, volunteers, alumni, and all the people who contribute to Polk County Public Schools. Whether they're working in the school district, learning in our classrooms, or using their education to improve our community, the people are what make Polk County Public Schools great. Let's get to know our colleagues, our students, our neighbors, and our friends, the people of PCPS. 
everyone, I'm Rachel Pleasant, Senior Director of Communications at Polk County Public Schools, and welcome to the People of PCPS podcast. This is a special time that we've created just to get to know the people of our organization, to learn more about them, to better understand why they want to be a part of PCPS and what it is that they try to contribute to our district. And I'm very excited to have with me today Tyler Campbell. Um, I've admired Tyler from afar for, for quite some time because I think he's a real asset to his school and to our our district as a whole. And I'm, so thank you, Tyler, for coming and talking to yeah, me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Tyler is a, an ELA teacher, English language arts teacher at Lakeland High School. And you're also very um, active at the neighboring school, Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler is an alum, class of 20, 2009, Lakeland High School. And um, he's decided he d- decided to come back and give back to the system that mm-hmm. raised him. So thank you again, Tyler. Tyler, we talked about um, the other day, you and I were doing a pre-interview for this show. And you kind of told me about your circuitous route to the classroom and yeah. how you decided that's where you wanted to spend your, your life. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, well, I went through Harrison, um, very intensive program, obviously arts focused. Of course, plenty of Harrison grads go on to do a number of different things post-graduation. Um, when I went to USF as an undergrad, I was really quite undecided as to what I wanted to do. Um, I, I feel like I'm a natural kind of learner, a sponge for information. So there were a number of different paths that I thought I could pursue. So I just took some gen ed classes trying to figure out, you know, um, what sparked something for me. Um, but interestingly, there was there always seemed to be an education class in the mix and an English class. So very quickly, I kind of realized, okay, this is probably the track. Um, and what really solidified that for me, there was an intro to education class, which um, even non-people who end up not going into teaching can take uh, to fulfill some requirements. And the professor started talking about a teacher's heart, wanting to see students succeed, wanted, wanting to provide that educational experience and to um, just really see them grow. And I thought, well, she's kind of talking to me. Um, and that was the moment I thought, okay, this is definitely what I should be pursuing. Well, what do you mean she was talking to you? What did you feel as that professor told was talking about the teacher's heart? And what, what, what was the, what did it spark inside you? Just sure. Um, well, you know, obviously this is a lecture hall of a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it really, it was almost like she was speaking to me directly. You know, she's doing this kind of thing across the room. Um, but it, there was kind of a warmth inside, um, kind of that nudging, um, that imperceptible nudging that um, this is something that you need to be a part of. This is something you need to involve yourself in. Neat. So you graduate from UC, USF in what year? Uh, 2012. And... Came right back to Lakeland High School, right? Uh, uh, I did graduate in December, so there okay. was a semester that I spent at uh, Victory Christian okay. um, doing essentially whatever I could do to help them. There was some chemistry involved where I almost <laughs> um, burnt down the building, but that's a story for another time. Um, but it was in the fall of 2013 that I came back to uh, Mulberry Middle School at first. Oh, okay. Mulberry Middle. And then you, so you did a couple years at Mulberry Middle, mm-hmm. and then was your plan all along to return to your alma mater? Or I, think, was that just- I think so. Um, lots of the education assignments at USF, they have you kind of predict or foretell where you will be and write things in that manner. Um, and most of the assignments were focused with Lakeland in mind. 
Um, the fact that it took you a bit of time to decide that you were going to become an educator mm -hmm. is interesting considering how deep your family's roots in education run. Can mm -hmm. you just tell us sort of how, the many connections, give us an idea of the family sure. tree that is also Polk County Public Schools? Uh, so both my parents are principals. They're administrators um, at Pinewood and Westwood in Winter Haven and Eagle Lake. Um, my uncle helps run the juvenile detention center. Mike Butler, and my aunt is the principal at Spessard Holland. Okay, so I guess um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is what, when you have so many connections to the school district, when you're a product of it, and when so much of your family works in the system, how does how do you think that changes your your experience and, and maybe even the experience of your, your students, if, if so? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think it gives you a different perspective, uh, an insider's perspective almost. You're getting multiple viewpoints of what's happening in the system. Um, especially growing up, that was the case. I always felt like I was kind of in the know. Mm -hmm. uh, as, as a teacher now, uh, I think it gives you a distinct perspective in that you've gone through it as a student yourself. And of course, it changes rapidly sometimes. Um, but you, you have a feel for the community. You have a feel for the way in which the whole system kind of works. So you're not starting from square one. Um. I've, I'm really intrigued by that. You, a lot of people want to get out of high school and they never want to go back to their high schools. Why did you want to work in your high school mm -hmm. and contribute to that place? It, it really is quite a culture for learning that is established at Lakeland and Harrison, you know, the two working in tandem. Um, I felt like when I went to USF, I was so well prepared academically mm -hmm. that um, – I thought if, if that's something that I can help another student with so that they can go and also feel that same sense of preparation and ease walking into what is a much more difficult situation than high school, mm -hmm. um, then how rewarding that would be. Who was the most influential teacher you had when you were a student? That was an easy one. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Alan Cleveland. I had him for 10th and 11th grade English. Um, and Mr. Cleveland has since retired, but he has a long legacy at Lakeland High School of just fans, I would say, student fans. Well, why was he so impactful? I think it was the way he approached the literature, um, always finding the deeper meaning and all at the same time always connecting it to something that spoke to us as teenagers. Um, and also just his personality, his wit, his sometimes sarcasm. Um, you, you never knew just he, which jab he would come back with. And they were always funny and they were always meant in good fun. Mm -hmm. um, but it just made for a really positive environment. Um, so you part of the reason I wanted you to be on the show is because you have you do so much beyond what my understanding is that you sort of as part of your day to day job mm -hmm. as far as working with the. Um, the, with Harrison and, and providing some really neat performance opportunities to students. Mm -hmm. Just in the last couple of years, you've been involved in the creation of two original musicals, which have given students, I mean, one-of-a-kind learning and performance Absolutely. opportunities. So can you just walk us through what you've contributed to on the Harrison side of your work? Sure. Um, Typically with Harrison, and this is in any given year, um, I will accompany students for solo and ensemble. I will be involved in one of the two annual or biannual musicals, uh, whether that's just playing in the pit, conducting, music directing the singers. 
the two events that you're mentioning, uh, one was in 2017, I believe, and then one was just recently, a few months ago. Uh, the first was Dr. Ward, who was principal at the time, was approached by the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce to provide entertainment for their annual uh, kind of get-together, their annual awards function. And he had uh, that particular year, the idea was to honor the philanthropic legacy of George Jenkins, Publix founder. And he had the idea, well, we have a 30-minute slot here. What if we wrote a little mini musical mm. that kind of showcased some of the the tenets, if you will, some of the main philo- philosophies of Mr. Jenkins in song? And we were kind of stabbing in the dark with mm. that one. Um, it was very much free form. Uh, creating a musical from scratch is a difficult process. It's mm. much easier to reference what someone else has already done and come up with something new based off of that. Uh, but that was really, really well received. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good exercise for me, good stretch mm-hmm. in, my, in my creativity. More recently, um, you know, we were quarantined for a good couple months. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people were looking for any number of things to occupy their time. And I thought, well, it's been a while since I've written, probably since When You Dream. Um, and I happen to have just read or been reading a novel, Winesburg, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, it's a novel that I studied with Alan Cleveland okay. as a junior. Very full circle. And the the book is set up in a series of kind of short stories. And each one focuses on these very unusual characters in this small town. And I, I finished one of them and I thought, you know, that that in itself would make a really cool song. Just mm-hmm. this person's story. Mm-hmm. A couple chapters later, the same thing. And that a pattern kind of established itself. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll try my hand at this. So fast forward a few months and it becomes something much larger than I ever anticipated it to be. We're producing it. Um, we're getting students involved at Harrison. And because of the circumstances of the pandemic, we had to make it a virtual production. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could not have people in the seats, people performing together. So the whole thing was filmed and taped and edited in such a way uh, that we were able to share it with a much larger crowd than we might have been able to otherwise. You did it at the Silver Moon, Silver Moon Drive-In. Right. It, it premiered at the Silver Moon Drive-In, which mm-hmm. was also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had not been to the drive-in myself until maybe a month or two before that. But yeah. when the plan kind of fell in place that that's where it was going to be, we thought, well, we better go and see what this is about, what it looks like, how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were so pleased with the turnout. Yeah. Uh, they had to move us to the larger parking lot That's because so we cool. sold so many tickets. That's so cool. I just I think you're so fascinating because you are you're this was a new venture for you to write. And so you're kind of you're still a student of mm-hmm. the arts Absolutely. in a way at Harrison, even though you're now a teacher. And so I guess can you just elaborate on on that and what that adds to your teaching experience that you're able to take on these creative pursuits and then mm-hmm put them into action for students. Sure. Um, well, let me talk about the English side first. Sure. Um, I'm a firm believer that the more interdisciplinary we can make things, the more advantage that provides to students. So infusing the arts into my English curriculum is something that's kind of commonplace, kind of automatic for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if they could express the same thing visually as they might in writing, then I try to provide those opportunities, especially you know, kids learn different ways. Uh, as far as the continuation of learning in the arts, um, the students are always coming to us with new material, new ideas. And I think it forces the teachers to be flexible, 
to be willing to try new things, even if they don't work out, to at least give it a shot, mm-hmm. um, and to examine pos- other possible avenues uh, that might work. How do you, how is the relationship with students different when they're performing a work that you pen that you that you created? The, what does that? How does that change the dynamic? Yep. Um, as as a writer, I've I made peace early on with the idea that whatever came from my pen might not be the final product. Mm-hmm. As as you work with scenes and songs and this kind of thing, especially when you put a specific performer on it. They're going to add their own interpretation. Um, And you try to allow that room to do that um, because it's still a work in progress. It's not any, even the best compositions are always evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, So it gets that other perspective, whereas, you know, I've, I've been in my house just composing, composing, composing something in my head. And then to hear someone bring it back Mm -hmm. really adds another layer can you remember something specifically that your your students or a student taught you during the course of Weinsberg or um, mm-hmm. the the original the first musical about Publix? Uh, the first musical, especially mm-hmm. since we were creating everything from scratch, including choreography, we didn't really have to deal with that mm-hmm. uh, with the virtual production. But with when you dream, um, the students would come in. They would say. What if instead of the voice leading this way, it did this instead? And it, honestly, a lot of times it was better than what I had written in the first place. Mm. Or um, in that case, again, the students were as much responsible for choreography as were the teachers. Mm-hmm. They, they would come in with ideas. You know, we would give them, let's say, shopping bags. And we would say, okay, we need four counts of eight, something with the bags. Go see what you can come up with. And they would come back and we'd be like, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> great. Let's keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've had these unique experiences to interact with your students and to to create original work and get to see see them bring it to life and learn from them. How is Tyler Campbell, the teacher, different, better than today than you were when you started a few years oh, wow. ago as a teacher? Um, you know, when you, when you exit the college program and you're fresh. Mm-hmm. All, all that theories in your mind, all those methods and things. And I think there's a tendency to maybe say, well, this has to be right. Surely I know best. And today I am far more willing to admit I, that I am sometimes wrong, that I don't know best, that there might be a better way to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just that malleability, that adaptability, mm-hmm. I think is absolutely pivotal to the job. When you were at Harrison as a student, what was your... Did you play an instrument? Did I you... was in the piano department. Okay. Um, I was an honorary member, let's say, of many other departments, okay. but primarily piano. And did you had no aspirations of doing that for your? I I love playing piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I I question whether or not if it was a full time thing if I would enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of an escape sometimes. Yeah. From from the, the hecticness of every day, just to sit down and lose yourself in it for a while. So you studied piano mm-hmm. and you went to a, an arts school mm-hmm. and then you ended up doing not is uh, you're still involved in the arts, but your you know, your your profession is not necessarily just about the arts. Mm-hmm. How did how did that we talked about this the other day? How does arts education even if, you're, even if your students go on to become 
business people or scientists or, or healthcare workers or whatever they might be, how does having a background in the arts, how do you see it benefit them? Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I think the arts encourage us to take other people's perspectives and to try to have empathy for those other outlooks on life. Um, you know, whether that's theater, dance, uh, when, when someone brings themselves to a piece of art, they're giving you an insight into them personally. Uh, and I, I just think communication-wise, that's so important uh, to be able to take that alternate perspective, to go outside of ourselves. Beyond that, um, the arts teach a lot of soft skills, time management, prioritization, uh, the ability to work with others and collaborate, especially if you're in an ensemble of 60, 70 performers. Yes, you have to be on your game, but you also have to work in tandem with those mm-hmm. around you. Um, and those are transferable to any number of disciplines and professions. Um, so I, I think those are the two big ones. We talked about how you've changed as a teacher. How Can you, without giving away a name or any identifying information, can you just tell us a story about a student or two that you've seen through the course of their arts education there at Lakeland and Harrison, um, how they've grown and changed and mm-hmm. are better able to take on the world? Sure. Um, there's one that comes to mind in particular when she was a freshman it was hard to get five words out of her Mm -hmm. Um, very happy to be there would participate and do anything that you asked um, but not one to draw attention Mm -hmm. let's say so fast forward a couple years now she's now senior Um, she is in the national competition for uh, she's in a national singing competition wow putting herself out there bold choices um, acting up a storm. And it's, it's just stunning to watch people come out of their shells, kind of like a clam, finding the pearl inside. Um, and hers is just one example of many mm-hmm. of those kind of tracks that happen. And what does that mean to you as a teacher? Well, I, hmm. it's wonderful to see them discover themselves, mm-hmm. so, some truer, more realized form of themselves. If, if nothing else as a teacher... Um, if we can help students find themselves, be who they truly are, I, that might supersede any academic performance, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask you what your favorite thing is about your job, but you may have already answered it. <laughs> is there so. anything beyond what we just talked about that you just makes you say, I love going to work every day? It, it's the interactions with kids. It mm-hmm. really is. Um, especially as an English teacher, sometimes the content can get kind of dry. Mm-hmm. And we tr- we try to offset that as best we can with activities and extensions and this sort of thing. But when that light bulb goes off and they're really connected to a piece of literature that was written hundreds of years ago, when they're seeing the continued contemporary relevance of it, that that's so much uh, why I think I do what I do. And not to belabor this point, but one of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is, you know, I do envision, I, I think of you as somebody who could go and do many things. You you know, you're writing musicals. You could go off to New York and, and make a, a n- another career on Broadway if you wanted to. Why do you, why, why do you stay here at Polk County Public Schools? Why is this where you want to invest yourself and your talents and your... I feel really drawn to give back to the community that gave so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I... I can't begin to count the number of individuals that somewhere along the way invested time and energy into me um, in completely unique ways. But the conglomeration of that, if I can be kind of one cog in that system for someone else um, and kind of perpetuate that chain Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We ask everybody the same question at the end of this podcast. What is it that you give to Polk County Public Schools that only Tyler Campbell can? What is the unique thing that you contribute? Um, probably the experience of having gone through, uh, through it myself, mm-hmm. that, that homegrown insight. Yeah. And, um, I might also add seeing everything is connected, um, whether that's community, different classes on campus, different schools, um, uh, the, the more connection I think I find and try to share with others, um, can only benefit our system as a whole. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's really been a pleasure to get to know you more. Had a lot of fun. And to share with everyone what you give to our system. So thank you. Thank you. Did you change careers to become a teacher, para, or bus driver? Do you remember the moment when you knew a career in education was right for you? Are you a PCPS alumnus who remembers the teacher who made you believe you were capable of great things? Are you a student who is already putting your K-12 education to work in our community? We all have a story to tell, and those stories are part of what makes PCPS great. Tell us yours. To be a guest or to nominate someone you know to be featured on The People of PCPS, fill out the form posted online at polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to The People of PCPS podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the people of PCPS and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, visit polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.